It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 28th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Happy with you here on a Friday. I hope you had a great holiday week. Magic have not had such a great holiday week. We'll talk about their game coming up Friday night against the Toronto Raptors, an absolutely critical one as the Magic hope to avoid going 0-3 on this homestand and really giving away some big games as their schedule is about to get much tougher up ahead with a lot of lot of games coming in a very short amount of time on the road. Um, but, of course, the, a lot to get to there. And then we're going to talk about the forbidden word here as, as things seem to be slipping away a little bit this season. We'll talk about the playoffs a little bit. Uh, how the you know what where the magic are at as a team developing of course uh, what they have to do now and why maybe you shouldn't panic so much so a lot to get to on today's episode of Locked On Magic but before we do any of that I want to remind you all that you can check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching for lo- the searching iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Looking to learn a little bit more about the Raptors? Check out Locked On Raptors. Our pal Sean Woodley does a great job of that as he sits in his bed in his Wolverine costume looking longingly at pictures of Terrence Ross. Can't blame him there. Terrence Ross is pretty cool. Uh, you can also check out other great podcasts it's like Locked On Bulls, Locked On Spurs, Locked On Blazers, Locked On Warriors, Locked On Jazz. There's a Locked On podcast for every NBA team, including the national podcast Locked On NBA with the national perspective for you there. You can also check out Locked On NFL Podcast, Locked On MLB Podcast, and Locked On College Podcast too, especially with the college football playoff coming up this weekend. Every pod, every team you want is pretty much covered on the Locked On Podcast. I work to search on iTunes for Locked On and the team you are looking for today. It is your team every day. The Toronto Raptors coming into town presents a very difficult challenge for the Orlando Magic. There's no getting around that. There's no doubt about that. This, by almost every measure, is, if not the best team in the Eastern Conference, they have the best record in the Eastern Conference, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, and, and, you know, very realistically and and statistically at least, one of the best teams in the entire league. Their statistical profile right now reads like a, you know, smorgasbord of really good things. A plus 6.1 net rating is second best in the league, only behind the Milwaukee Bucks. Their 112.6 offensive rating is second in the league, only behind the Golden State Warriors. Their 106.5 defensive rating is ninth. That's a little flaw, I suppose. But essentially, the Toronto Raptors are one of the best teams in the league. And you don't have to look much further than what they did on what they did on Wednesday against the Miami Heat, down by 20 points. They came back and beat One of the best defensive teams in the entire league. I mean, again, no doubt about it. One of the best on the Heat are eighth in the league in defensive rating right now. They're one of the better defensive teams in the league, playing really, really well. And Toronto went to their home court, went down 20, and took the win. 
Kawhi Leonard is playing fantastic. Um, he's playing like the player that we all knew him from in San Antonio. But what's interesting about this team is they're not getting the same kind of contribution from, from Kyle Lowry. His scoring is way down this year. But that doesn't matter because Serge Ibaka stepped up his game. They're getting great play from Danny Green, who, of course, the Magic saw um, hit that game winner in Orlando before the last West Coast road trip. It's been a diff- This is a difficult team to manage because not only do they have those great players in Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard, likely All-Stars even this year, they've got great role players who have stepped up their game, whether it's Danny Green, whether it's Serge Ibaka, whether it's Jonas Valanciunas in his minutes. It's, it feels like Toronto is getting contributions from everyone around the roster. And this is just a difficult team because they have really good depth. They get good play off their bench from OG Ananobi, from Pascal Siakam, from from CJ Miles. From You know, this is just a really good team. It's a really good balanced team that, that has that superstar player that puts them over the top. So, the Magic absolutely have their work cut out for them. Now, the Magic did take them to the wire. Uh, the last time they played in Orlando, needing a Danny Green sh- jumper as time expired to win the game. Back then, that was an encouraging effort because the Magic's defense was so good um, back then. The Magic's defense was playing the best it had played in Orlando, played a really good game, and lost to a really good team playing really well. So that was, a, that was you know, that, it, there are no moral victories. The Magic needed victories, and obviously they need wins right now. But that was a game where you could hold your head up high a little bit and say, you know, it, it came down to a last shot. You play that five more minutes, who knows what would happen. The game just had to end. This Orlando team right now is not playing that way, of course. the magic, This Magic team that we're seeing today on a four-game losing streak is not playing with the same attention to detail on the defensive end. The offense, still a little disorganized, still not quite up to snuff, and Orlando's offense is going to have to be um, playing at the level that it played at Wednesday night against Phoenix to have a chance in this one. Although Orlando did a good job uh, low, keeping the scores down against Tr- Toronto the last time, this is a game where the Magic have to have their attention at full focus. Um, maybe this is the exact kind of game the Magic need. They need a game against a really strong team that requires their full attention, uh, not a game against a you know kind of also run team. And you know some Magic players have kind of admitted that yeah. You know their their attention has kind of kind of waned a little bit against some of these teams that they're playing right now against a, a somewhat favorable schedule, and the good teams don't let that happen. And obviously Orlando is struggling with that, but Toronto is a team that's going to 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 get their full attention as they should because they are really 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 good, and Orlando is going to have to play a really good game, probably a, a game better than they've played in a really long time, because even if you take the lead, even if you have the advantage over them. Toronto is good enough to beat you. Now, I agree with Steve Clifford when he said on several occasions, this Magic team is good enough to beat anybody. They've proven that over the course of the season that they can compete and hang with any team in the league. But you don't know if you're going to get that Magic team or not. It's about consistency right now with this Magic team. I'll say this about Toronto. Toronto is consistent every night. You know exactly what Toronto is going to do every night. You know exactly the challenge that's in front of you. And that's why they have the record that they have. They don't have very many off nights. And so Orlando certainly can't have an off night or they will get embarrassed because Toronto is that good. Um, Should be a good tip-off. 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. Orlando trying to break a four-game losing streak, get back into the playoff race, which is, of course, what we're going to talk about now for the rest of the show. This is Jake from Locked On. 
Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You look at the NBA standings today as we sit here uh, the morning of December 28th, and Orlando is out of the playoff picture. The Miami Heat, Charlotte Hornets, tied for 8th, at 16 and 17. The Magic sitting two games back at 14 and 19. Yes, they're on a four-game losing streak. Yes, they've lost three of their last 10 games and a little bit more than that. Yes, they're 8 and 11 at home, really struggling at home. And two of those games came in Mexico City. So they're actually 6 and 11 at the Amway Center. It's not encouraging. There are a lot of signs that are discouraging about this team and the playoff race at the moment. No doubt about it. This is and feels like a turning point in the season. We all pointed to getting home from Mexico City if the Magic were still in the race around the, uh, after the Mexico City trip. They'll get a chance to catch their breath, maybe bank up some wins, and then be in the race. I went ahead and pointed a little further and said, you know, we will know where this team is at by January 9th. After the Magic play this game against Toronto, they'll go to... Uh, they'll go play a home game Sunday against Detroit. Then on a back-to-back Monday at Charlotte, Wednesday at Chicago, Friday at Minnesota. Then they head out west to play Sacramento, Utah, and the Clippers. I'm not 100% sure on the order of that. Essentially, in the next, so by January 9th, so in, in two, three weeks, the Magic will have touched every single time zone, and as Steve Clifford has pointed out, they've got eight games in the next 14 days. Again, hitting every single time zone. So Orlando does have its work cut out for it, and they do have to play really well to keep themselves afloat, to keep themselves in this race. If the Magic come home January 9th, and I do know that they play Boston and Houston back-to-back when they get home, so really... If they get to January, I think it's 13th, and they're three, four games out of the playoff race, they're not in it. We're not going to say they're in it, but they're not out of it. And that's really the situation the Magic find themselves in now. They're in the fight. They are fighting for their playoff lives. Because, you know, there will come a time when it's just like, okay, Time to pack it in a little bit. And unfortunately, it's been at this point of the season for the last two, three years where it's this moment that causes that, that the Magic decide to, 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 to kind of give, give in on the season. 
Unfortunately, that's just the reality of things. Now, as I've said before, as long as Orlando's in the playoff race, they're going to go for the playoffs. Now, would they trade, make a trade at the deadline to try and get in the playoffs? might depend on how they're playing. It, it, there are a lot of factors in that decision, especially when it comes to Nikola Vucevic and Terrence Ross and what they want to do with them. Every move that management makes is going to have a long-term vision in it. But as far as the short-term looking at the team the Magic have on the roster, whether they make that playoff push... It's determined by whether they can get wins in this coming stretch and stay in the hunt. Because as Steve Clifford's also pointed out, the Magic have the second easiest schedule the rest of the season after January 13th, after that home-and-home back-to-back with Houston and Boston. So we are in the fight. Magic are fighting for their playoff lives. And frankly, the big question now facing this team is how do they respond? It's something Evan Fournier has said after the last two losses. They know they need to play better. They know they can play better. But none of that talk matters unless they actually do it. And, and credit to Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier has played fantastic the last few games. If you know whether other players have not come up and stepped up to the challenge, you know offensively at least Fournier is back to the level that we expect from him after starting off the season very slowly. Defensively, you know certainly comes and goes, and, and certainly the Magic have a lot to be wanting on that end. But it's it's plain to see now, it's plain to see at this point, that how the Magic respond to this losing streak, to this losing stretch, to this stretch in the schedule, will determine the season. The season now is on the line. The season now is sitting on that knife's edge. Now, the East is going to do the Magic some favors. No doubt about it. Detroit's going to go through their own losing stretches. They've lost three, seven of their last ten. Charlotte is 5-5. Five and five. Really, the only threat at the moment is Brooklyn, who's won nine of their last ten. They've climbed into this playoff picture. So, Orlando, it seems like, is going to stay in this fight a little bit longer because, yeah, teams are going to go up and down. These are all you know teams of very similar skill quality and skill level. Washington is sitting at 13 and 22, two games back of the Magic. You know Orlando's got you know a few games in hand on them, so a couple chances to earn some victories. And then after that, Atlanta's five games back. So as long as the leaders, so to speak, you know kind of continue to muddle around, Orlando has a little wiggle room to try and survive this stretch of the schedule. And everyone's going to go through difficult stretches of their schedule. But the bottom line is, the Magic are still at a point where what the opponent does isn't so important. What other teams are doing isn't so important. What matters most to the Magic right now, what matters most to the Magic right now, is taking care of their own business of finding ways to win games again, to get the ball rolling in the right direction. Because that's been the biggest struggle right now, is not everything has looked good. Not everything has gone the way the Magic needed to go. The shots will come around. We're seeing that happen, or we saw it happen at least Wednesday night. Whether that's something consistent, we'll find out. But we'll also find out if this team is truly going to stay in this fight. 
if this team is truly committed to winning. As Steve Wilford says, there are guys that want to win in that locker room, and I believe that 100%. Do they know what it takes to win? And we're going to find out right now, in this moment, on this road trip, whether the team's going to find the will to snap themselves out of whatever funk they're in right now and keep contact with the leaders here, to stay in this playoff race. Because the calls are already starting. It's this time of year, every year, around game 30-35, that things begin to slip and begin to fall apart for this franchise and for this team. If the Magic truly want to change that narrative, if the Magic truly want to make believers of everyone, they're going to have to do it now. Otherwise, that February 7th deadline looms. You know, if the Magic are losing, Nikola Vucevic won't be an all-star, and I'm certain Orlando will be more open to trading him or trading Terrence Ross, or trading whoever else they need to trade. And then the Magic will be going in a different direction, and the rest of the season will be going in a different direction too. There's still meaningful games to be played. I want to make that perfectly clear, because I know I've heard this call to just tank the season, to start playing Bamba, starters minutes, trade Vucevic immediately. That's not the right approach here, because the Magic are still in the hunt. The Magic aren't done. They've still got a chance. They're two games out. And I'll explain why the Magic are a long way from finished in just a moment. Because this is what 500 teams do. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back in the early 2000s, the Orlando Magic at Tracy McGrady. And Tracy McGrady covers up a lot of mistakes. And I I think it's important to note that because that's a big difference uh, between the Magic this year, and the Magic teams I'm going to talk about next. Because while I've heard and seen plenty of people frustrated with the Magic and and ready to to give up on the season, to say nothing's changed, it's it's all the same stuff, and, and that may be true. But the one thing that I think a lot of Magic fans have forgotten is that Stretches like this are what 500 teams look like. Teams that go 41 and 41 don't simply just exchange wins for losses. They don't simply beat the bad teams and lose to the good teams. It's it's much more complicated than that. No, 500 teams, teams that finish at that 40-41 win mark, go through wild ups and downs. And so, yes, it is frustrating to see the Magic losing these home games and a point in the schedule when we all pointed to and said, the Magic can pick up wins here. Or it looks like on the schedule, the Magic can pick up wins here. And don't get me wrong, I think these losses will come back to haunt them. I'm not here sitting and predicting the Magic will make the playoffs or the Magic will finish 500 or finish with 41 wins. They're looking at a win total somewhere in the 30s, I think. I absolutely think that. I think that they're they're a 
team comfortably winning more than 30 games, which it's a nice improvement from last year, you know, regardless of, of what you think. Now, whether they'll end up with 32 wins, like I predicted at the beginning of the season, or 37, 38 wins, these are the games that are going to hurt making the latter, and it's going to take 37, 38, 39, 40 wins to make the playoffs. But like I said, everyone goes through their ups and downs through the course of the season, and 500 teams are best known for these kinds of wild swings. Just take Magic history, for instance. The Magic have made 14 playoff appearances. They've been the 7th or 8th seed four times. And so they've done their fair share of sneaking into the playoffs. In 1997, the Magic started 11-16 and and lost 12 of 15 games at about, at about game 30. Orlando fired their coach that season and then sparked by firing Brian Hill in the, in the famous player coup. Magic burned off 6-7 in a row, made the playoffs, took the Miami Heat to five games. Penny Hardaway helps. Don't get me wrong. But this pattern continues. Take 2001. 2001, Magic finished with the seventh seed that year. They were 12-15. and 15. They'd have four and five game losing streaks during the course of the season. But got a nine-game winning streak in January and February that put them squarely in the playoff hunt and helped them make clinch a playoff berth. Again, Tracy McGrady helps a lot. So does Daryl Armstrong, who's pretty good. But it took really... One big win streak, kind of like what the Nets have gone through now, that put them in the playoff chase. Two years later, in 2003, Orlando would finish with the eighth seed that year. They got off to a 15 and 13 start, but never really changed much. They, they stayed around 500 most of the year. They made a trade that provided a little spark, but they were essentially at 500 the entire year. And that team, of course, was had plenty of disappointing losses. In 2007, with a young Dwight Howard, Orlando started 17-10, and 10, but at one point followed a five-game win streak with a five-game losing streak. Again, consistency is a huge issue for the team. And there's no straight path to it. There's no straight path to the playoffs. It's a winding road of getting hot and getting as many wins as you can when you are hot, which I think the Magic have done this year, and preventing long losing streaks from getting longer or doubling up. There are no, virtually no losing eight of nine or multiple six, seven, eight game losing streaks. I think what we need to watch now with the Magic on this four-game losing streak is we need to see them stop it, obviously get a win, and then get two wins, get three or four, get three or five even. Just begin to tread water again and not let losing streaks get out of control. What we saw last year when the Magic lost 17 of 19, those are the stretches that kill you when you can't scratch out wins. 
when you're losing six, seven games in a row. Maybe winning a game and then losing another six, seven in a row. Those are the streaks that kill you. And inconsistent teams, they find ways to win just as much as they find ways to lose sometimes. Right now, Orlando is losing games. Right now, Orlando is going through a very difficult stretch. And it's still unclear whether they will find their way again. Obviously, I, I think they will. They're, they're not going to be lose. They're not going to lose every game for the rest of time. They'll find a win somewhere. The question is always with with these teams that, that are going to sit around five hundred. What do you do with those wins? Do you do you match them? Do you get another win? Do you build a little winning streak? Do you build a little little winning stretch? How do you respond to losses? Do you prevent long losing streaks? These are the questions that are still unanswered about this Magic team. But it's not going to be a straight line for this for the Magic. If they want to make the playoffs, it's not a straight line. It's not a, you know, win eight of nine. And that's what you expect the rest of the year. No. It's going to be stretches where they win four in a row, then immediately lose four in a row. It's going to be stretches of they win three out of five or three out of six, or, you know, win six out of eight. And then lose four out of five. There'll be nights where they have it and nights where they don't. And this is all to be expected. I think Clifford has even said, you know, it's not as bad as you think it is, nor is it ever as good as you think it is. And some struggles at some point are to be expected. Team still has a lot of work to do and a long, long way to go. And so the magic, again are in the grind, are in the fight. And yes, it is disappointing they haven't found a way. And the Magic statistical profile is not friendly. It's not conducive to thinking that they will figure this out. Orlando currently sits 25th in the league in net rating at minus 4.8 points per 100 possessions. That does suggest that they are outperforming their record a little bit. Their offensive rating, of course, fourth worst in the league at 104 points per 100 possessions. Their defensive rating at 108.8 is still top half of the league at 14th. So they are doing some things right. They're not where Clifford needs them to be. He said they need to be a top half of the league offense, top 10 defense to make the playoffs. I don't think they need to be that good even. But they certainly need more consistency. Fortunately, that's the one thing 500 teams lack, is consistency. So when Orlando gets hot again, when Orlando starts playing well and giving themselves chances to win, that's when they need to win. That's when their conference needs to overflow. They had it once. Maybe they can do it again. But the first things first, they have to respond to this losing streak. And that's, again, how they respond Friday, Wednesday night, Friday night on this road trip is going to make or break the season. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. I have a great post up right now on DJ Augustin and his calming presence for the team so far this year. But that's going to do it for me today. Once again, the Orlando Magic play the Toronto Raptors at 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. They'll play Sunday against the Detroit Pistons. We'll recap both of those games, talk a little bit about them on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. So until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.